This is Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You'll be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. It's great to have you in on this Wednesday. You may be listening to the show or live or on replay uh, on Google Play, iTunes, and uh, YouTube, or YouTube, any one of those three. And you may be wondering why I sound like a zombie on Prilosect right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not contagious, as Dick just asked me. I'm, I'm all good to go. I've got some allergies, the changing of the weather. I think uh, just... Yeah, well, people are saying things in the studio that aren't very nice, but uh, nonetheless, I'm here, I'm manned up, I toughed it up, I'm, I'm in the studio, I'm getting through this show, and uh, I'm glad to have you guys back in, and uh, I know it sounds like I got the Hoover Dam lodged up my nose right now, but I promise I'm I'm going to be okay, and we'll, we'll bear it through this, <laughs> through this show, so... Uh, but yes, thanks for joining in on another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. And as I already mentioned, if you want to listen to the replay of this show, uh, go and uh, or if you want to check out the past shows, too. I mean, if you're listening in for the first time, you're like, does he always sound this ridiculous? Go listen to my past shows. Go see uh, go see what I truly sound like. See what uh, see what the show and and what I am all about. So but yeah, go to Google Play, iTunes and YouTube to check out the replay. Uh, If you're ever coming through the Montgomery County area, the greater Montgomery County area, you can listen to the show on 104.5, 106.1, Conroe's FMs, and because uh, we do broadcast from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas, right off of Main Street, or if you're ever out and about in the world, you can get the IR Lone Star app, you can listen on IRLoneStar.com, uh, there's tons of, ways, tons of ways to consume this show, we also do the replay of it on uh, Our City TV, which is broadcasted in the greater Montgomery County area, the show uh, the replay version of it airs on Fridays at 7 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dick's shaking his head, not listening to me, but hey, he's still shaking his head. I don't know. He's he's in his own little world right now. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind getting him on maybe later in the fourth segment. We can talk about, <laughs> we can talk about soccer and uh, this this Super League that apparently is going on or talk, being talked about. I don't know. what, what, what we're, We may bring him in to see what's going on there, help me out through this show. But, all right, let's get things started. And, man, oh, man, we, we've got a ton to cover. But before before we get into anything, I'd like to comment on uh, what Fox Entertainment was running as a commercial starting last Wednesday and basically leading up all the way through Friday night. And it was, I'm sure you saw it with the T-Mobile, um, the uh, T-Mobile pink and white 
kind of blaring in your face was best weekend ever. And they were saying, you know, between their college football games and the uh, professional football on Sunday and then the World Series, both Saturday and Sunday nights. And, and they were saying between all of that, it was going to be the best weekend ever. And I hate to be a victim of the moment and I hate to overreact without letting enough time pass by. And, and you know, who knows how much time is actually the correct amount of time to let pass before you can truly judge whether a soul weekend was the best weekend ever as far as sports is concerned. But I got to, I got to say with no, no thanks to Fox. I'm not even trying to brag about Fox here. They, they could have thrown out best weekend ever and it could have been the worst weekend ever. And nobody would have cared either way. And just the fact that it was such an amazing weekend of sports between probably like one of the, and I really think one of the best football games that we saw between the Texans and the Seattle Seahawks this past weekend was just phenomenal. Talk about Penn State versus Ohio State and the, and, and the clash that that was. Uh, Notre Dame just staying on top, taking out uh, NC State. Incredibly uh, awesome weekend as far as football goes. And then you throw into the mix World Series. And the game that we saw Sunday night was just this – fireworks show this it was it was home run derby essentially between these two teams and it was incredible incredible to watch and just just to see the resiliency of of both of those teams and and to just never quit Astros going down real early four runs fighting back coming back to tie it up against arguably one of the best pitchers in the National League if not in the history of the sport and then to have him blow that lead him get another three-run lead, and then to blow that three-run lead. I mean, it was – and then just everything between the bullpens. And, and we'll get into the World Series full uh, and, and more in depth as we, you know, get along further in the show. But, uh, but no, I, I just wanted, you know, just to point out that we truly – Fox got lucky because this truly was one of the best sports weekends we've had in a long time. And, and that's the – the beauty of this time of the year, you know, I, I, I love the weather and sometimes, yeah, it brings along diseases and colds and stuff like that and, and allergy problems and all that good stuff. But the best time of the year, we got baseball playoffs, you got NFL there, you got college football, you got hockey starting, you got basketball going. I mean, you literally got the four major sports. And then plus we got soccer playoffs going with the Dynamo uh, taking on um, the Timbers, Seattle Timbers. Thank you, Dick. I was I was going to get there. Uh, um, but yeah, and then you know the craziness. So, like I said, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the World Series, and then we got college football rankings coming out. First one's coming out yesterday, and man, what a shocker! And L- every LSU fan in the world has to be furious right now. And we'll, we'll dive into why. It's not because they're only ranked 16th. I'll tell you why they're going to be really furious from this uh, from this rankings release. But then also we got Colin Kaepernick stuff. Coming back into the fold, and uh, nothing new as far as his uh, his trial goes or anything like that. But man, the NFL having just having it so close to getting this court case potentially dropped, and it's all because of the Browns. And the NFL's got to hate the Browns right now. And then Goodell, Roger Goodell, and his little war pending with the owners and Jerry Jones. We're gonna get all in all of that, and. Um, and yeah, we got a fun show ahead. I mean, like I said, there's just a ton, a ton of sports to talk about here. 
Uh, but as always, let's get started with our weekend in a wrap. Get it on. All right, let's begin with the NFL trade deadline. That's right. We also had the NFL trade deadline yesterday. Crazy, crazy sports weekend and sports week since last Wednesday. So two big names get traded, Jimmy Garoppolo and Jay Ajayi. Both get uh, traded yesterday. And for, uh, you know, some pretty decent deals as far as uh, the what the Eagles had to give up for them and what uh, the 49ers gave up for them. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo leaving... New England as the backup of uh, obviously Tom Brady, pretty boy Brady, and having um, they're now talking to Brian Hoyer about coming in and being his uh, replacement and everything like that. And his backup, it doesn't matter. It, it just so happened that the 49ers back our starting quarterback was Brian Hoyer for a little while too, which is you know really funny. But the uh, the fact that you're going to have uh, Garoppolo go for a second round pick and nobody really knows what he's worth. And I mean, that's, it's the cookie cutter thing that they've done in new England. I mean, they Jacoby Brissett, they, they got rid of at the end of the year for three picks, second round, third round. And I think it was a sixth round as well. Sent him over to a, you know, a in need team in Minnesota and he's not even playing for him anymore. You know? So it's like, where did this, they're and you just don't know, and so you got to commend that front office and for everything they do. And not that I'm I'm saying Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be bad or anything, but just so much uncertainty surrounds him. And for a two, a second, and a fourth round pick, it's kind of like wow. It seems like a lot to give up to him, especially when you look at the Jay Ajayi trade. Jay Ajayi went to Philadelphia from the Miami Dolphins for a fourth round pick. Jay Ajayi has been a solid running back. In his career, and comparing or pairing him up with Blunt in Philadelphia, that's I mean that's going to be a stout team, and it really takes the Eagles from a team that can go deep in the playoffs to a team that can win the playoffs this year. So, um, or win the playoffs, win the Super Bowl this year. So that's a big big trade there. And then you got to look at the biggest loser from this past weekend, Martavius Bryant. Or from the trade deadline, sorry. Martavius Bryant still remains in uh, Pittsburgh. No one showed any interest in picking him up, even though the Steelers were shopping him. And to make it even worse, last week Juju Smith went off, tore it up on the field, looked like a viable replacement for uh, Mr. Bryant. So not a uh, not a great, uh, great weekend, not a great trade deadline for Martavius there. Um, and then Kelvin Benjamin goes to... Um, Buffalo, which is not a huge deal because Kelvin Benjamin looks like with the injuries and everything could be washed up and could be a waste of a huge talent just due to, you know, can't stay healthy, which is sad to hear. Um, Another football news, Zeke's suspension. Zeke Elliott finally is going to serve his six-game suspension. Barring before Sunday any last-second appeals, I don't – I was reading about it and and they were saying that, yeah, there's, there's like one trick he can still pull but it's a long shot, and the paperwork behind it may not get done in time. And, yeah, it's 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 a nightmare and a mess. I hope Zeke just serves this. Because after going through three court systems, you know, the, the, the third court ruled in favor of the NFL and said, yeah, no, this is it. Late Monday night they sent out the, the – not the subpoena, but basically the uh, the ruling, I guess. I don't know what the – I'm not a lawyer. But uh, – and then uh, – Get over some some basketball news. Cleveland Cavaliers are looking like dog doo doo, 
and uh, the whining J.R. Smith, he's losing his starting role. Uh, Rose is already hurt. you got Dwayne Wade showing his age. And LeBron James is just sitting there like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you guys gave me a platter of of just dog doo-doo, and I, I'm supposed to make this into gold? Like, come on. So I, I don't want to, you know, you don't ever want to jump at the gun too quickly with uh, with the Cavaliers and their whole situation and whatnot because I feel like they do this every year. They can limp in as an eight seed and still win that East. You know, you do have LeBron James, and as long as you have him, the best team 95% of the time will win a series in the NBA. That's just how it goes. So I, I'm i not concerned about them making the playoffs or is this really the end of LeBron James? Is he going down? Don't go down that rabbit hole, people. Just, you know, stay strong in the fact that LeBron James is still the best player in the world and they will find a way to make it to the championship. All right, you're listening to 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. To Jake from Sports Talk, we are going to go to our break, and that was the wrong bumper music. Thank you, Dick. You screwed that one up. <laughs> nice. Playing the wrong bumper music. All right, we're going to go to break here in a second. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, some World Series, and I'm going to tell you who I think whether my opinion has changed on who I think is going to win the World Series tonight or not. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, Yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. (laughs) Right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Welcome back to Jack from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I'm giving uh, Dick a lot of crap over here for uh, for messing up on my bumper music, but uh, he's a really great uh, boss, and I really enjoy uh, working for him. So, you know, shout out to him. He's, he's got two great shows on here, and, and one I'm featured on quite a bit is uh, Mornings with Lone Star. Uh, it's Dick and Skippy in the morning, and, and they allow me to come and join and be a part of them. Great show. Check that out on IRLoneStar.com as well as his Ticket Stub 
That's a fun. If you're a big movie buff, that's that's a fun one to listen to as well. And I I, I, I partake in it a little bit. They know more about movies than I do. So, but yeah, you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk, giving my uh, my wonderful boss some plugs there. But welcome back in. Glad to have you in as always every Wednesday here on 104.5, 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. And uh, we are going to talk some World Series. So looking at what we saw from this past weekend, the series that we had going on, the three days here in Houston, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, um, Astros losing that that Friday game, that was killer. Uh, that really, really hurt. Or sorry, not Friday game, Saturday, Saturday game. That Saturday game really, really hurt them. And uh, I, I really thought that they needed to win at home in five games if they were going to take this series at the start of the series. And at the start of the series, I picked the Dodgers to win in seven. So we go back now, last night, to L.A. We play game six there. We've got Verlander on the mound. And I said, if they're going to win this series, they've got to win it that night. They've got to win it last night with Verlander on the mound. Same with Kershaw. Same with sending Kershaw out of the mound in game five. You have to, as if you're a Dodger, you have to win that game because your ace is on the mound. Astros, you got Verlander on the mound, you have to win that game. And 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 I know that a lot of people would argue that Keiko is the ace for the Astros, yada, yada, yada. I, I understand all that argument, but that's beyond the point. That's beside the point and everything like that. You're, you've got your best pitcher who's been 9-0 and since joining you, who's been 3-0 and in the playoffs, and you can't get him the runs he needs. I mean, the man gave up three runs. He's given up and and he's given up five hits and five runs in just over a little over thirteen innings pitch in this World Series. I mean, he's pitched fabulous for you guys, and you can't get him the most potent offense in all of baseball this year. You can't get him five runs at least. At least give the man a fighting chance to win. Granted, with all that said. The pitching from Rich Hill was really good last night. The pitching from the Dodgers' bullpen was really good last night. The pitching, the closer, Johansson, or sorry, not Johansson, Jansen. I was, I was trying to make him a Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> Jansen was fabulous last night, and that's bad news for the Dodgers. The Dodgers' bullpen has been really tired, and they benefited from a night off. But... Looking at the game one, they were really great, really great. Game two, no night off, they were tired. They they were tired, and they gave up a lot of those runs in game two. Game three, day off, they looked they looked good. Now they they unfortunately had to pitch a lot more than they were expecting because you Darvish did not go deep into that game. So then you're looking at the factor of nutrition. For game five and for games four and five, so four, they they toughed it out and it was it was a great starting pitching effort to where they didn't have to work as hard or as long. But then come game six, they were done. They were tired. They needed a night off, and they got that night off, and that's why they looked really good last night. But looking at them having to go back to back nights, like what they had to do from five to six or from one to two. It smells good for the Astros. It looks good for the Astros because that bullpen's probably going to be tired. If they can get to Darvish early, 
they can get to Darvish early, get him out of the game, and make the Dodgers pitch the full kitchen sink, then I think they've got a fighting chance. But if they let Darvish go out there and battle with McCullers, because I think McCullers, we saw it in Game 7 against the Yankees. He pitched a wonderful Game 7 game to get the Astros to the World Series. We saw it in Game 3. We saw him pitch a wonderful game against you, Darvish. So I think that I think that the Astros have probably, if you look at percentage of winning, had the higher percentage of chance to win tonight. The only thing is, it's a home field game for the for the Dodgers, and the Astros have struggled on the road this playoffs. If they can come around and they can get everything together. I think they I think they have a true chance to win this this World Series. Now, what what this World Series means for these two cities is very different. And I'm not saying that the Astros deserve to win it more because of Harvey, but the Astros players are fighting for Harvey and they're fighting to to bring a championship to the city that was so heartbroken and so devastated from a storm that sat on top of their city for five days while they were out of town, while they had family members, wives or children here back in Houston, and they couldn't do a thing about it because they couldn't get back. And so you're seeing, I think you're going to see more heart and effort out of the Astros tonight, which I know is hard to say for the Dodgers fans and for the Dodgers players. It's like, oh, well, just because we didn't have a catastrophe hit us, we're not going to try us. No, I, I get it. I get it, but it's different. You run at 110% Dodgers, but there's a little extra adrenaline rush. I'm still going to stick and pick the Ash, or sorry, pick the Dodgers to win tonight. I think Dodgers take the series in 7, but I have a hunch I have a hunch that that maybe the Astros put it all together tonight and uh and take the win there. So, it's kind of um kind of an interesting tale of, of two sides and, and it's going to depend on Turner too I think if, if the Dodgers want a chance to win this I think it's going to really depend on Turner and if Turner can get that back going if Puig can get that back going I mean Yasiel has been, has been rather quiet I know he's had two home runs in this series but that's that's been quiet when you look at the, his, his performance over the entirety of the playoffs that's been really quiet and I think that uh, I think that he, he's got a game on the uh, he's on the hills of a, a big win tonight. So we'll have to stay tuned. It's going to be an awesome game seven. I think you're going to see lots of emotion. I don't think it's going to be quite as a high scoring game as game five. Uh, I, I think it's going to be around total ten runs scored. I think the first team to five or six maybe wins this one, but um, expect uh, expect a hard fought and exciting game. This has truly been one of the best. This is probably the best World Series. Uh, it's hard for me to say that as a Red Sox fan that 2004 wasn't a better World Series just to see. But the, but that, that from a personal thing aside, and Cubs will be saying the same thing here too. They'll be saying that last year's was the best World Series ever, and there's a personal bias there because of the the history of the Red Sox and the history of the the Cubs and the, and the Cubs. The Red Sox first World Series in 96 years was a four game straight sweep, but the Cubs was a seven-game battle, and it was awesome, and it was one of those things that was, you know, once-in-a-lifetime sort of, you know, you got to witness that sort of event and that sort of moment. And I think that's what the Astros are really fighting for right now. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I really hope, I mean, from deep down, bottom of my heart, I really hope the Astros get the win tonight. I just, 
I don't know. It, it, it's hard to pick the Astros, and and this series has been so unpredictable. I mean, how do you? Uh, how, there's no way you could have seen uh, Verlander getting zero wins in the World Series, zero wins in the World Series, and going thirteen and third with five runs on five hits. I mean, there's there's no way you could have predicted. You couldn't have predicted Kershaw blowing two three run leads. In game five, you know, so to sit here and say that I've got the magic eight ball, I know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I hope for the sake of the Astros and the fans and the city of Houston, I hope they win it. And sorry, Dodgers fans, I I just happen to live in Houston, and that's why I hope for that. So uh, I wish you the best of luck tonight, Dodgers, and I, yeah, I kind of hope you win too because I picked you in seven from the get-go. So, you know, I want to be right, you know. You know, Dick's Dick's not very happy with me right now. He's he's making the uh, Jack in the Box finger at me right now. It looks rather funny. Thanks, Dick. Love you too. <laughs> All right, we are going to go to break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk NFL, and we're gonna talk about Roger Goodell and the war that he is waging waging against Jerry Jones and the NFL and everything that's surrounding. And what it has to do with Colin Kaepernick and how this story just never seems to leave the headlines. Kind of like the story of Trump never seems to leave the headlines. So, all right, we'll be right back. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. Don't go anywhere. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Welcome back to Jake and Sports Talk here on IRLoneStar.com or on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, where we bring you the best of your local talk, weather, traffic, and music to the greater Montgomery County area. Glad to have you all back in. Thanks for joining in. on. And if you're listening live, it, it is Wednesday. And you can listen live every Wednesday from 1 to 2 on all of those platforms and formats. And um, if you are listening on a replay version, I appreciate you listening on the replay version as well. I would love to get the social media following up a little bit. And mentioning that social media following, uh, I got a message on Facebook from a Mike Harisco, and he wanted to know – when I was going to talk A&M LSU football. And I told 
talking about the matchup, obviously, the Saturday that follows uh, Thanksgiving. And it's it's the, the time they play every year and everything like that. And so, Mike, I'm sorry I haven't gotten around to responding to you on Facebook, but I know that you are an avid listener of this show. So when you hear this episode, this will answer your question. You can listen to Jake from Sports Talk that Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday. Uh, let's see. It'll be the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. Wednesday the 22nd here on Lone Star Community Radio. And that will be the uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the Wednesday before the Saturday matchup between LSU and A&M. And we will talk about that. But you did ask a specific question whether I thought this was going to be a running game or a passing game. Well, if you've seen LSU do anything on offense this year, it has always started with their running game. So to answer that quick question, a quick snippet there, it'll be a running game for the LSU side of the ball. And I really think that you're going to have to see the offense, the, the air, the air aerial attack of the A&M offense show up for that game. The secondary of LSU is young and uh, just doesn't lacks the experience big time. So uh, their front seven is still really strong, and you're not going to, you know, A and M. I shouldn't say anybody, but A and M specifically is not going to outpower that front seven of LSU for four quarters. Uh, so they're going to have to get the offensive game going for for their side. But on the LSU side of the ball, definitely going to be a ground game because that is their mantra, uh, mantra, and that's how they that's how they succeed. So. Um, Speaking of that, and I know we're going to dive, you know, dive, I know we said we we're going to talk NFL first, but I want to come back with NFL in the fourth segment because I want to end my show on that because uh, there's a comical factor to it. I usually like to say the funny side of things for that fourth segment, you know, stay a little serious here in the middle, you know, but uh, uh, so we're going to dive into some college football because we had the rankings come out last night. The, the first college football rankings of the year came out and they uh shocked the world and and I said in the in the intro in the opening uh, segment I said you know there's going to be a lot of LSU fans waking up really mad this morning really upset with the college football committee and the reason being is because it's Bama week for LSU fans LSU plays Bama this Saturday it's you know it's a big big matchup big rivalry these two teams you know, notably with the whole Nick Saban thing and um, <laughs> the first time Saban came back to LSU, they had a huge, you know, and played in, in Baton Rouge. They had a huge chant of, you know, F.U. Saban, and it was uh, made it on to national television. It was clearly audible through uh, through your television speakers. And they, you know, have a famous song in which they, they sing and it, it – implies doing something inappropriate to a tiger. So, you know, it's one of those things where these two teams just really don't like each other. They have a lot of respect for each other because they know how good the other teams are, the other team that they're facing is. Uh, but they, they they really just don't like each other. And, um, and so this Saturday, that rivalry gets renewed, as it does every year. And... The reason why LSU fans are upset with the committee is not because of where they personally got ranked, but it was where Alabama got ranked. Alabama got pushed to second behind Georgia. And I got to imagine that there are some Alabama fans out there that are not 
not happy about that at all because that's kind of a disrespect, right? Hey, we were in the national championship last year. We are undefeated. We should be number one right now. But if you take a step back and you, you take those Alabama shirts off and you look at the full body of the work of the season and who Alabama has played, Florida State game one, they take out Florida State's starting quarterback, and Florida State hasn't been the same since. So there's a little – that's not that impressive of a win. And outside of that, who else have they taken on? I mean, their toughest opponent so far to this up to this point has been A&M. A&M has played the best against them. And so I, I don't think that, uh, that the committee necessarily got this wrong. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things where – Oh, they're 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 just you know jealous because they're not uh, they're not a, or they're not um, Alabama fans. I guess would be the be the way to put it. But no, I I think if you look at Georgia's body of work, who Georgia has beaten, uh, and and then shockingly uh, Notre Dame getting up there at number three. Now Notre Dame's only loss was to said Georgia, and it was at home. So Georgia got a great tough road win at Notre Dame. But this is kind of, and then they got Clemson at four, which there's no shock there. Uh, but this is kind of out of character for the committee. Uh, I feel like they've been kind of cookie cutter in when they release these first ones, where it's you know, okay, let's go with the easy easy picks. Let's not make any controversy. Let's not make any waves yet. But they made some waves here on this on this very first release of the college football rankings. To put Georgia ahead of Alabama was. Kind of a slap in Alabama's face, but Nick Saban came out and said, you know, hey, look, it's not a big deal. It's just the rankings, and it's not the end of the year yet, so what does it really matter? These rankings don't mean anything because they don't mean anything. You know what I mean? But to say that players don't pay attention to them, you know, I, that's, I disagree with that. I think I think your players are going to see this, Nick, and I think your players are going to be really fired up, and they're going to come out and put a, put a whoop down on a, uh, LSU. Now, they're at home, which is great. Uh, for Alabama's sake, right? Because you know who likes to play on the road, but they're going to put a big butt whooping on uh, on LSU this weekend. That's my prediction, and uh, and it's all because of these rankings. I, I think this would have been a closer game uh, prior to these rankings coming out, but now that these rankings are out, no, forget it. Uh, Alabama's going to—they have to prove to the world. Their players have to prove to the world that that number two ranking behind Georgia is wrong. Now. Let's talk about personal matchups. If I have Alabama playing against Georgia this weekend, who's going to win that game? You're telling me that you think Georgia, with the the firepower that that surprise offense has had for Alabama, and I don't know how I don't know what Nick Saban does to his quarterbacks, but there's something about it during the offseason that he can just. He, he can turn them into something at the college level. Now, develop, developing them for the pros, not as much. He hasn't had a lot of QBs that have had success in the pros. They're very, um, they're very much game managers. But at the college level, they outperform every expectation, and they ha- that offense has looked. They looked like the Derrick Henry offense that they had four years ago, which was just. A, a punishing offense, but uh, the defensive side of the ball is, is the defense. I mean, it's Alabama defense. So I just can't imagine Georgia lining up this uh, this Saturday, head to head with Alabama, and them beating Alabama. And they haven't done it. I mean, Mark Rick 
literally has been trying to do it for the last 10 years in, at Georgia. And that's now why he is in Miami, barely winning games against, you know, SMU or whoever they play this past weekend. Because they, they, they seem to never, I think it was, oh, I forget who they were playing now. It doesn't matter. But you get my point. You get where I'm going with that analogy. So um, I, I really, I really don't think that Alabama would lose to Georgia. But for some reason, the committee, and again, rightfully so, the committee did it. And I know why the committee did it. The committee did it because of body of work, and they were actually looking at the games. So kudos to the committee for being realistic. Kudos for the committee going outside the box. And the Notre Dame thing. I didn't even get to talk, talk about Notre Dame. I love that Notre Dame's in the top four. Uh, my dad is an Irish fan. He hates it because he doesn't want them to be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, we're number three and kind of fall off because Notre Dame doesn't have an easy schedule going ahead. Clemson making four. Not a shocker just because of who they were last year, but they're not the, that same team this year. And I think I think that's the only reason why they're they're in that top four. It's because of the fact that they won it last year. Not to take anything away, but they've had a lot of injuries and they're just they're just not the same. You know, they're still a really good team, but they're just not the same. Wisconsin, looking at the body of work, undefeated at this point, but looking at the body of the work coming out of that side of the division, not the strongest of schedules, but I think they're a strong team, and I think they're a team to fear. And if you go into a game against them and you undermine them or you you underestimate them, I don't think so. I, I they'll they'll take you out, and I think they'll make it undefeated all the way up to the Big Ten championship. And you'll see them face Ohio State or whomever comes out of um, out of the the other out of the East Big Ten East. But um, yeah, no, I I wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, if Wisconsin ends up going undefeated throughout this entire year. But if they do, that puts a very interesting question mark on who's going to make it in over an undefeated Big Ten Wisconsin team. If that if that so happens. Now, if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, Wisconsin's out of the picture, they're out of the question. But then does a one-loss Ohio State get in over a one-loss Notre Dame? And that's one of those things we're going to see how it plays out and everything like that. And, and I don't want to play fortune teller. I don't want to play guesser or anything like that. But, you know, it's going to be a fun thing, an interesting thing to watch as we go on throughout the uh, remainder of the season. And basically to see every Tuesday what uh, what this committee, you know, ballsy first pick, ballsy first weekend, what this committee is going to do uh, going on uh, from here on out. But. That's uh, that's Dick turning up the music on me. We are wrapping up this segment. When we come back for our final, fourth and final segment, we will talk NFL and Roger Goodell, as I promised beforehand, and how the Browns just cost Colin Kaepernick a job. You're listening to 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. 
Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. Glad to have you all back in. Here on 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLodestar.com. I think uh, my station manager, Dick, finally wants to get off his lazy butt and do something for once. Are you going to hop in on this Roger Goodell talk? Yeah. Yeah? Why? Why? What, what intrigues you about the Goodell storyline? Your input. Oh, my input. Oh, all right. Well, okay. Then let's let's give a quick uh, background and uh, a quick storyline of what exactly is going on with this whole situation and everything like that. Um, so Roger Goodell had a meeting with some owners a few weeks back. We talked about it on the air. We said, all right, you know, they had about eleven of the of the owners there and a bunch of the player reps talking about you know what they wanted out of this kneeling thing, what they wanted out of all this protesting and whatnot, and. Goodell, since that meeting, has come out full in favor of the, of the uh, players and everything like that. And he was, you know, he thought, I, I truly think he, I truly think he thinks that it's the right way to handle this whole situation. And now the owners have responded and said, oh, no, no, no. We're revoking that, uh, that extension. We're putting that on hold. That five-year extension we signed to give you uh, an extra five years, and, and I think it starts in 2019, yeah, no, no, no. That that's now on hold, and uh, so they're basically revoking his his future earnings until further notice. And so it's just really interesting, and it's all being led by Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones is saying, you know, hey, look, this is you know this is not your league. This is this is my league. This is our owners' league. We put you as the dummy to take the hits, to take the falls, and this is you can't have an opinion one way or the other. And especially not if your opinion disagrees with us. So it's just really interesting to see how all this is playing out. Well, you want to chime in? I'm just listening. I told you I like your input. Oh, okay. Well, it's just really interesting to see how all this plays out. And I want to see going forward what, what Goodell does here with this. Because does he ultimately flip-flop? Does he go back and does he say, oh, uh, well, no, okay, if that's the case, if you're not going to. Because, I mean, the NFL was, the owners are really getting ready to pay him so much money that they wanted to hide it again. They wanted to take his earnings and make it um, take away the the tax exemption thing, whatever, and so that way his uh, his yearly income would be hidden again. And they did it because they wanted to pay him because he was doing such a good job and being the the, the dummy that everybody could just throw poop at, you know. And and he's no longer doing that, right? And he's now stepping out and speaking out in favor of the players. And so I want to see what his next move is. I mean, this is really a chess chess match with the owners. So, well, in the end, what do you think the owners want? The owners want the players to do what they say, and that's the end of it. And, and they, what, they, what are they, they saying that they're not doing now? Well, no, no, they just they they don't want the players to take the knee. They don't want them to protest during the national anthem because it takes away. They believe it takes away from their from their ratings, from television ratings, thus yeah. hurting them and financially. And so with. With that in mind, they they want the players to to stand for the national anthem and to obey, uh, you know, by their rules. And is that a rule? Well, no. It's 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 a suggestion in the in the rule book. So there's there's that. I mean, I, I we've talked about it. The, the way the rule is stated, it's you should stand for the national anthem. You should put your hand over your heart. You should, you know, 
I think it's hold your helmet in your under your right or your left arm, and the should factor is what does it, which was what allows them to not. But don't they also have some type of uh, public interactive clause in their contract? Like they can't go on social media and say some stuff. I think they're. Do I they think have anything like that? I, I don't think they're restricted from any any social media as far as they they can go on and do what they want, say what they want. But they know that there's ramifications that if it looks bad upon the team, that the team could ultimately find them for it. I mean, what happens if a player goes on social media and starts telling it's uh, that our head coach is you know doing something wrong or something along those lines, like you know either making fun of them or doing something inappropriate? But that's happened before, and it's happened actually against Jerry. Um, well, I believe that. And and <laughs> Jerry is such a, a a ballsy man. There was a a report that came out. Um, it was an article written by a – if you get a chance to go read it, go read it. And I can't remember the reporter's name. But it, it basically it – let Jer- it let the reporter into Jerry's world, into Jerry's own house on a casual Thursday night. And Jerry said, come on, man. Come see how I live. Jerry had women there. Jerry had unlimited booze. I mean it was just – it was like going to the to Hughes Mansion. And, and the guy – Jerry just doesn't care because he knows he's that powerful. He knows – that nobody's going to be able to touch him. And so that's he he understands that he has that power in the NFL and that if he doesn't want Goodell there, Goodell will not be there. Because you've got other owners that are right there same kind of lifestyle, same kind of power and they know they can't be touched either. And they're on Jerry's side. And so they'll they'll control and that's why I'm very I'm very interested in seeing how Goodell what his next move is. Whether he comes out and he says yeah, okay, I I can't go because Kaepernick was faced with the same thing, right? Kaepernick was basically faced with, I knee and I stand for what I believe in, or I stand and make my money. So uh, it'll be interesting. We saw what he chose, and we see what he's going through now. So it'll be interesting to see what Goodell goes through. So, well, I I'm, I imagine they're not going to have really any discussion about it because we're hitting the end of the season. Uh, and then also, I mean, the playoffs, I think it's just going to be something that they're going to try to marketing wise. There's like, Hey, let's just wait till the end of the season. And then do when we're out mid season, like when we're doing in between seasons, that's when we'll kind of figure this out. Yeah. And, and I, I think they're trying to put it off as long as they possibly can. Um, but then you always get little twists and turns in it. Like the leaked stuff and Texans owner saying, 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 you know, (laughs) calling them prisoners. So and you had Texans players saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm basically willing to sit out and not collect a paycheck because I don't want to I don't want to play for Bob McNair." And I to me that's over. You you're just you're being you're being a, a three year old baby who's crying about spilled milk in this situation. I want milk and I'm not getting it because I spilt it, guys. It, it I don't in my opinion I don't think he meant it that way. And even if he did mean it mean it that way, you don't ever you you don't play for him. Let's be honest. You, yes. He's the one that pays you, but at the end of the day, you're playing for the guy next to you. You're playing for your coach. You're playing, you're playing to ultimately represent that team, that logo. And I understand he also represents it. But when did people know what what Bob McNair looked like prior to this? How many people knew Bob McNair actually owned the Texans outside of Houston? Probably less than twenty percent of America. And so that's my point. It, Bob McNair is not a representation of well, what the Texans. What happens if Jerry Jones said it? Jerry Jones is different because Jerry Jones makes himself known. Bob McNair never makes himself known. And and Bob McNair, come on. I mean, he's he's 
He's a Texan of old. I mean, he he's had uh, he's had tons. He technically brought football back to yeah. Houston. I I I don't think how he, important is football to the city of Houston? Uh, that's true. Not that important. I'm. It's lower down on the list, I guess. But I don't know. Oh, if they actually get good, I think it changes. Yeah, and with, I mean, look what's happening to in soccer and MLS. Their owners getting yelled at the playoff games, saying they're saying "f you" basically <laughs> to them. Well, and they're. They don't want to move, but that doesn't mean financially if that's a smart choice. Yeah, and the, what the Dynamo did is they, and you've talked about it before, is that they embraced their Hispanic heritage and their, their Latino heritage, and they said, you know, we're going to go out, all out on that. Maybe the Texans should do the same thing. Maybe they should just go all out on the uh, African-American and the, the black community, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know how they would – I mean, the, the Dynamo, that's the majority of their fan base, and I think they recognize that, especially with the coaching staff and things like that, but – yeah, well, but if you went with the majority of the fan base of Texans, it would you be... Get a, you get a mosh posh of like <laughs> yeah. everything. I mean, if you've ever been to the Grand Iron section, you're going to be in it trouble. Would, yeah, it would be nuts. I, mean, I, very, I encourage everyone over the age of 18 to go check out the Grand Iron section the, of the NRG Definitely Stadium. over the age of 18. Yeah, we don't want any... Uh, I didn't know that place existed until I went up there. And it's I was, great. It's, it's insane. But it's, uh, And the NFL almost caught a break here this past week, or yesterday with the trade deadline. And it, it, this is... By far one of the funniest things I've heard of. Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned it, but I think that's fake news, man. No, it's not. I think I think it's fake news. I would look it up. You look. You, wait, you. Looked, I started reading more about it, and now it's like he said, she said kind of situation. And well, yeah, because the Browns don't want to look like idiots who who didn't who didn't turn in the paperwork. So I saw a report of it. Well, okay, then let's put it this way: it's being reported that uh, AJ McCarron was supposed to be traded from the Cincinnati Bengals to the uh, Cleveland Browns and uh, apparently the Cincinnati Bengals put in the, their paperwork and they said, and they sent it off to the NFL and had everything in place, but the Browns forgot to send the appropriate paperwork. And so thus the trade deal didn't go through and the Bengals were reportedly uh, going to sign Colin Kaepernick as the backup quarterback behind uh, Andy Dalton. So, that's what's being reported right now. I, I've heard it from multiple sources, but I don't. I mean, multiple sources could be wrong, and it could be fake news. And those sources just were running with what they were hearing, without verifying anything, which I'm recklessly doing right now too. But uh, I'm just assuming that it's true because I heard it from multiple sources and two sources in which I really trust. Well, you know, you know the tra- deadline thing. Probably one of the most famous ones recently happened in soccer with Manchester United and Real Madrid where uh, the fax machine wasn't working. That was the official excuse. Well, yeah, and there's been a couple of those within the past, like, five or ten. Why are we still using fax machines, people? Like, we live in the 21st century. Fax machines are null and void. Like, they're old technology. So, anyways, it just, it would be really, it was really funny. If if this is true, and they were actually going to bring in Colin Kaepernick, and it got stopped because the Browns are, are that incompetent of an of a franchise and an organization? That I would mean, be really funny. And now, in your opinion, how how important are these tread deadlines? Because mm-hmm. in certain certain sports, there are some penalties. So, like, you could still complete the deadline, but you had to pay a penalty per like how late it was. Case in point, Justin Verlander. Like, the Astros had to pay had to pay a fee to get him after the quote unquote official trade deadline because they could start it with like a letter of intent. And that kind of gives you a timestamp. Oh, this is when we intend to try to propose this trade. Yeah, and I think you have thirty days within with from that letter of intent to uh, to get it done. So, um, but the Browns just didn't. The do Texans, that. the Texans, 
or not the Texans, sorry, the NFL as a whole, nah, the, their trade deadline's garbage compared to, uh, compared to like the NBA's is way more important. The uh, baseball's is way more important. Um, but no, yeah, I, and I don't know, I don't know how the MLS what their format and how that all works, but yeah, definitely the the, NA, the oh they do some real shady stuff. Well, the NFL, <laughs> I'm sure they do. It's a soccer. Well, thing. no, they have a they have a super draft. In the middle super of the, I think it's in the middle of the season. And basically, if you're a veteran, you have your contract, you're a veteran, and like it's that's how they label you on the team. You could be picked by the owner or by the team manager to be on the super draft. And so you basically have no choice to leave. And, you have to stay no matter what. Well, no, you have to leave. Like you have no choice mm. but leave. And it happened at the Dynamo. They lost Bobby Boswell, one of the best defenders in the league. And uh, unfortunately, with the super draft, if another team wants them, they'll pay the contract and they'll pay the fee. But it kind of leaves the the player at its mercy of yeah of like the super draft basically. All right, we got uh, we got two minutes before we gotta go. Okay, I want real quick super league in Europe soccer wise. Yeah, uh, Europe is talking about doing a super league, uh, not their standard format of what people might know as Champions League. Basically, what they're gonna do is you watch the Premier League, you watch the MLS. Basically, they're gonna try to do a point system just like that, but with all the super teams in. Europe. That sounds awesome. It sounds extremely exciting, but the issue is, like, is there going to be a relegation? What about the other teams that are small teams? That, Can they make it up to that level? Like, yeah, what, what are we going to do with the Premier League? Because imagine a Premier League without Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Tottenham, like, basically the top six teams. Well, you make it you like you make it like the current system that's in place where you got the three leagues and you, you move yeah, up and you I, move the down. Pyramid, the pyramid system, yeah, I think that's a really good idea just because the money... The money is oh, so super teams is well, facing off. Well, that, see, that's it's good. It's great for the fan, but it might not be good for the economy of soccer because of how much money those teams depend on the TV revenue uh, and also uh, which, uh, how it's being distributed. I mean, like they're in the past two to three years, Italy and Spain had to renegotiate their TV revenue because Barcelona and Real Madrid were making like sixty to seventy percent of all TV revenue yeah. out of the league. So that means out of the eighteen teams. Two teams were getting sixty percent of the money, so that kind of gives you how unbalanced everything is. But uh, but I think it's also just, it'll work for the rich people, of course. In the end, it's yeah. always about the owners and all all that kind of the stuff. The rich will get so, richer. So, but also, I mean, it depends on what you want to watch. I think here, and we're we're talking about sports, and I, I mean, MLS has a place, but I also think soccer itself is the new upcoming sport for the United States. But it's not our soccer; it's foreign soccer. Yeah, because now these TV rights are being purchased for long extended contracts. Uh, NBC's in their second year with the uh, Premier League, and they're doing well. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what the MLS becomes if it if it remains a minor league for them. It, or yeah, I mean, my guess it's going to be a minor league. If if I'm going to watch soccer, the different it's like watching Pee Wee football and real football and NFL. Like it's that big of a difference in talent and everything like that. Unfortunately, so yeah. Well, alrighty. Well, thanks for joining. Thanks for bringing me some soccer talk. I appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up here, guys. I hope you enjoy the week. Uh, go Tigers. Beat Bama. That's not going to happen, but I can dream and wish and hope. But, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us in. Again, you can catch every show live every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Or the replays on IRLoneStar.com, YouTube, Google Play, SoundCloud, or not SoundCloud, sorry, iTunes, and uh, Our City TV. Check them out on the app as well. IRLoneStar.com app. We will see you back and better next Wednesday. Hopefully I will not be as under the weather as I am today. Bye, guys.
Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.